Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Join me for the ultimate teen mom deep dive. This is more than just a recap show. I'll scour the internet to bring you all the best drama that MTV didn't air. From police reports to deleted tweets, I've got the details on all the fights, breakups, and arrests of our favorite MTV train wrecks. If you think the moms bring the drama on TV, just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hi guys, before we get started, I want to let you know that I'm going to do a special episode of all our favorite Teen Mom moments from 16 and Pregnant all the way to Teen Mom 3 for Mother's Day. If you have any favorite moments, please, please, please uh, record a voice note or send an email to Ramona Singer at emotionallybrokenpsychos.com and uh, and put in the subject feathers in my hair or F-I-M-H and I will play it on air for Mother's Day. And please send the email to us by uh, this coming Friday, which I believe is April 21st. Thank you. Hey guys, today's pod features my new best friend, essentially, Maria Marcano. She's amazing. She's funny. She's insightful. And we're going to talk about Mackenzie's uh, 16 and Pregnant episode, which in case you guys want to watch is season four, episode one. However, if you want to buy the episode on Amazon, because the MTV Roku app is garbage, which is my personal experience, uh, it's for whatever reason, volume five, episode one. But yeah, so go watch Mackenzie's uh, 16 pregnant episode, then come back and listen. I hope you enjoy. Also, I am aware that it's pronounced Roku, but for whatever reason, I like to call it Ruku. Love you. And so, welcome to our episode on Mackenzie McKee and her boyfriend Josh's nipples. <laughs> How many times did we see his nipples? Um, those muscle tees are on a different level. Like, he just needs to make them, like, it's basically a thong for his top at one point he had on one that was like literally a thong like it it was a thong seriously (laughs) it's like he just takes it and makes it a shred it's total a whale tail down the front like oh my gosh it was the thinnest thing I'd ever seen like the t-shirts like they're never not wearing a t-shirt that has like some local company on it in this show (laughs) like no one and like when I lived in that part of the country that's what I was wearing all the time, too. Like, Sophie shorts and, like, a local t-shirt. It's okay, insane. So no one has real clothes. Before we get into it, uh, Maria is on the show because, well, one, like, we're best friends, basically, now. We met via the Facebook group, <laughs> and we started tweeting, and then we started snapping, and now we snap and text all day long with each other. All day. We're, like, really obsessed <laughs> with each other. We um, are, like, planning vacations together. We're legitimate, like, real-life friends now, even though we haven't been in real life. Yeah. (laughs) And so we love weird things, like, not that this episode is weird, but uh, right now I'm getting Maria to watch this YouTube show called Cheerleaders that I'm, like, fucking obsessed with. And uh, this Mackenzie episode is very on brand for it. But the biggest thing is that... Maria is from a town very, very close to Mackenzie's hometown of Miami, not Miami. Miami. <laughs> Miami, Oklahoma, although she's from Kansas. So tell me where you're from. I'm from Pittsburgh, Kansas, and I think it's like a 30-minute drive to Miami. Um, it's just a very unfortunate part of the country. And <laughs> I want I do want to specify, though, that my upbringing – was extremely different from what we see in this because I just was raised in a different town, which is a little more like of a college town. Mm. And I was one of those people like you and Molly said about Farah that was like born to never be in that town. Like I was born, like I wanted to go to like boarding school. I begged my parents to send me to boarding school in like middle school. Yeah. So I feel like, even if you're from, like, the hickiest town, if your parents aren't like that, like, you probably won't be like, you know what I mean? I think yes. town is important, but, like, your family environment is even more important. It's very true. So we are from the very different sides of the tracks, but I know many, many people like Mackenzie. Like, she just doesn't seem very odd to me because I'm like, 
oh yeah, I grew up with like a million girls just like her. <laughs> yeah. And for me, who's from the suburbs of Philadelphia, this is like, and now I live in South Florida. Like this is like a world that it only exists on TV to me. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is like not real life for me. Like I, it's mind blowing how country they are on this oh my episode. Gosh. So I they, really want to uh, do this episode because I'm fucking obsessed with Mackenzie, guys. If you're not following her Snapchat, I'm not sure what you're doing with your life. She is crazy. She's had the craziest life, um, like, post-16 and pregnant. You know, she was on Team Mom 3. Her Team Mom 3 wasn't even that exciting. But, like, she is just, you know, will, like, go on these rants about how, like, happy thinking will ca- ca- cure depression. And she's really into multi-level marketing schemes. Oh, gosh. And she has three babies. And her husband and her are always fighting and, like, publicly breaking up and getting back together. And I just, like... I'm I'm really obsessed with her in like a really dark way and so I love to go back and watch her 16 and pregnant episode. I mean, I can see how you would be. Like I even just like getting into this episode was like searching her on YouTube and like watching her workout videos and she has the darkest video. You've probably seen it where she like where she tapes herself going from being like 9 months pregnant having this baby to having a flat stomach in like 6 weeks. <laughs> Have you seen that one? Yeah. <laughs> it's terrifying. Well, Mackenzie like, has this eating disorder that I've diagnosed her with. She's like really, and her mom is too. Her whole family's like really obsessed with fitness in a way that I deem um, very eating disorder like. And she mm-hmm. constantly is restricting and then binging. And uh, it, if you guys follow her, like you'll see what I mean. Like she's on a dark eating disorder journey. Like, but hashtags it fit mom. So like, no, it doesn't count. Well, like people who do like, she does those bikini modeling mm-hmm. fitness shows. They're on like such a strict diet that eating a hard boiled egg is a treat to them. Like, can you imagine? She posted a rant about how people, cause you know, even though she has no degrees to do this, she like <laughs> sells personal training and diet plans, which is sure. Okay. Like, I guess. And uh, I, she's like, people are constantly asking me what I season my chicken with and I don't season it. She's like, oh you don't gosh. need seasoning. Seasoning is fattening. All the fat is in the seasoning. I eat it plain and it's good. You need to like it without seasoning. And I was like, oh, Jesus. That's so gross. Yeah. So like, she, could you imagine? No. And like, I get like, I don't know. She's just really deep, 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 deep into it. And if you follow her Snapchats, you'll see that her mom is as well. So, okay, right off the bat, I have to say that the thing that I'm most obsessed with when I go back and watch these old 16 and pregnant episodes, now that I'm like the deep diver that I am and have all this team mom knowledge, like what's not on the show is by far like the most interesting points to me because I'm watching it. Like, how are they not acknowledging this? And the two biggest things are one, the fact that Mackenzie's a type 1 diabetic and it's just never brought up in this entire episode. And she has, like, really bad diabetes that, like, she'll pass out behind the wheel of the car. That just happened to her the other month. Um, oh she gosh. once bought a new car and was somehow able to drive off a lot without insurance. And then a day later was driving and her blood sugar crashed. This is not funny, but her blood sugar crashed and she drove off the side of the road and totaled the brand new car that she didn't have insurance on yet. Um, so... Like, life, at some points, it's, like, life-threatening diabetes, which is just never mentioned. Like, they just don't talk yeah, about it. Yeah, they never say that once. Like, I was shocked when you told me she was a diabetic. I was like, uh, yeah, because they never talk about it. Yeah, and you would think that they would talk about it. Like, that's, like, a major thing. Like, she's a 16-year-old, and that's why she got so big, and that's why the baby was, like, 9 pounds, 7 ounces. Yeah, that Because baby she's diabetic. Yeah, they should have at least acknowledged that, because, you know, it could help, like, other teens with diabetes yeah and and then the other big thing is okay so sometime before this within like the year before Mackenzie was pregnant and had what I always read on the internet is a late-term miscarriage although I'm not sure if it was actually stillbirth but she was pregnant with a baby boy that they named Oakley that she miscarried between four and six months so that's that's so upsetting and that kind of like when that's like good insight to have because when you told me that and I went back to rewatch it again, 
like when she's talking to her mom in her bedroom about how she got pregnant, Mm -hmm. like her mom was like, I was so upset that day. You told me I couldn't even talk. Like, of course her mom was upset because she had been through this before. Like there's just no possible way that Mackenzie did not get pregnant on purpose. I literally wrote in my notes, is she talking about this time or last time she got pregnant? Like, it just adds this, like, whole weird layer, knowing that she this is her second teen pregnancy. And she was, yeah. I think she was only 15 when she got pregnant because she gave birth when she was 16, unless she had just turned 16. Most of these girls are, like, 17 turning 18 or 16 turning 17, but she's going into her junior year. So Mackenzie's yeah. uh, pretty young. I think the youngest girl ever on 16 pregnant was 15, but Mackenzie's definitely on the younger side. Of all of these girls, normally they're in their senior year, going into their senior year. But yeah, Mackenzie, she's like a sophomore. Yeah, she's going into her junior year when we uh, meet up with her, and she had already been fucking pregnant before that. Yeah, they really should have like that. Just changed everything when I went back to watch it the second time because she acts like it was such an accident, and like she didn't want to get on birth control because she didn't want to gain weight. But I'm like thinking how much weight did you gain with your first pregnancy and why are you pregnant again like honestly I think she got pregnant on purpose because Josh was spending too much time at the rodeo and she wanted him to be more family focused what do you think I think so too I also think um this episode left out a lot of context of Mackenzie's life in that her parents are very religious uh I don't think Mackenzie ever even though she like talks about wanting to be like a college cheerleader like I don't think there was much um inspiration for Mackenzie to ever be more than a wife and mother you know like I think that was always kind of like her goal was to be a wife and mother and she'll her parents were teen parents and they got married and they're still together and so I have a feeling she was like well if I get pregnant like Josh and I will get married which they did and yeah three babies later they're still together and so I wonder if like for her it was just like a well, I bet, like, most of her friends' parents were young parents. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it's very of that part of the country, too, to, like, think that a teen pregnancy is pretty normal. Like, my brother um, is actually a teen dad, and I was a teen aunt. So, yeah, it's a very, very common thing. Um, it's just, like, not a lot of, like, education down there, I would say. And, like, it's abstinent-only ed- yeah. education. So it's not like working really for that part of the country. Yeah. And in um their sixteen and pregnant or in their teen mom three, I have to go back and rewatch it. But I know her mom like is anti birth control and even like when they want Josh to move in, she's like, Well, you guys can't sleep in the same room. Um yeah. so I think there's like a lot of weird Christianity stuff going on there. But yeah, so those are the two things that like I watched this and I was like, How are they not mentioning this? But I just want to get started. So Mackenzie's like Miss Popular. She's a cheerleader. She's like a good cheerleader. She loves to tumble and she has a mom and two sisters and a brother and her boyfriend Josh is a rodeo rider. (laughs) (laughs) I like was shocked. I've never been. I think I've never been to a rodeo in my life. And like I didn't know it was such a big thing in that. This guy, like, wants to make it his career. Yeah. I'm like, how much do you get paid for winning a rodeo? Like, it cannot be that much money. Especially, like, the rodeo they went to, there looked to be about seven people there. Yeah. That was, like, I I don't even know where that happens. I was, like, shocked watching it. I was like, where, where are these rodeos? <laughs> I only have one frame of reference for a rodeo, and it's in Houston, and it's, like, this huge event, and I've never been there, but... um. One of the Jewish camps that I went to, there are a lot of Jewish people in Houston. And one of the girls who was very rich was telling me about the rodeo. And, like, they sit in, like, box seats and, like, Beyonce performs. And, like, that's, like, what I imagine rodeos to be like. But this was more like the rodeos in, um, what's that movie? Dallas Buyers Club, remember? Oh, totally. (laughs) Yes. You're so right. It's such a Dallas Buyers Club rodeo. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So Mackenzie's living a very Dallas Buyers Club life. <laughs> Extremely. Um, but she does say that he has a bunch of concussions, and so he doesn't ride bulls anymore, and he just rides wild horses, which is oh. like, sure, okay. 
what's the difference on that? Like, uh, your guess I, is as good as mine. Like, is I don't think you're going to get any less concussions on a wild horse than a bull. Like, I don't know, really, because I'm not a horse girl, but, like, <laughs> I imagine. Yeah. yeah, so one of the first scenes, her and her friends go to a rodeo, and she's talking about Josh, and she goes, well, I don't want him to do it, because, in, like, in a joking voice, she's like, I don't want a dead baby's daddy. And I was like, what? Like, and they're all laughing hysterically about it. And I was like, that's not really a funny joke. It was so dark. And, like, if you watch that scene, her personality in that opening scene was so different than it was, like, the rest of the time on 16 and Pregnant. Yeah, I think she she put it on for her friends. She was. She was really putting it on. And uh, you can tell it's, like, the first scene they filmed. Yeah, and she was like, yeah, she was hyped to be on camera. Mackenzie loves to be on camera. Oh, yeah. Totally. She loves it. Like, her Snapchat is, like, hours long every day. Um, yeah. Recently, she apparently was down to her and Brianna for Team Mom uh, 2. They were bringing on the extra girl. And she gave Radar Online, like, this fucking hilarious uh, interview where she was like, I don't understand why I wasn't picked. I have hundreds of thousands of more followers than her. Gosh. Like... Mackenzie like lives to be on on camera which is I'm not gonna lie I would like to see her on team mom (laughs) oh I'm like devastated that Brianna was picked over Mackenzie like I would travel and try to get in the background (laughs) of some of those shots like honestly (laughs) so my thing is it's funny because on one hand it does seem like she has this personality where she was like born for greatness and I'm using like air quotes with greatness like the Ferris Mm -hmm. syndrome where she was, like, born to do more than, like, what her small town has given her. But then on the other hand, she's, like, totally 100% on board for this small town lifestyle. Oh, she's such a townie. Like, I don't know that it's ever occurred to her to move. Like, my, I have a sister who's exactly the same way. And I'm like, what, what are you doing there? <laughs> yeah. But then at the same time, like, Mackenzie likes to be famous. It's true. So she's trying to figure out how she can be, a, like, a famous townie. And she's done it because when they were filming 16 and Pregnant, I I didn't, I don't think I still lived there. I didn't still live there. But my sister, my youngest sister, who is Mackenzie's age and has mutual friends of hers, mm-hmm. um, lived there. And I knew about the filming and, like, would hear things. And there was, like, a girl in my neighborhood that was supposed to film with her, but her parents wouldn't let her go on 16 and Pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, she... She was a famous townie because even I heard about it like hours away. <laughs> yeah, that had to have been the most exciting thing to ever happen in Miami, Oklahoma. Oh, absolutely. I don't know that anything else has ever happened there. Like, I, uh, it had to by far been the most exciting. I would imagine Mackenzie was probably pretty popular. Oh, yeah. She probably was. She probably ruled that school. She was probably like Regina George of Miami High School, I guess. Is- I have no idea what that high school is called. <laughs> so the war dogs. They're yeah. the war dogs. We hear that um oh Josh shows up to the rodeo and he has like the Corey tilted cap look, you know, mm-hmm. that teen dad Corey does. Yes. And uh, you know, a wild sleeveless shirt. Like he Nate Griffin from D Mom Two like owes him a check for his look. Because, oh, absolutely. Uh <laughs> like I mean he's out in public and I can see his nipple. It's nighttime. Oh my God. Yeah, it was... it, it's a full nipple. Like, there's no, like, half nipple. It's a full, like, free the nipple t-shirt. And, uh, you know, Mackenzie says her friends were pretty shocked to find out she was pregnant. And I'm like, well, were they? <laughs> yeah, were they shocked the first time or the second time? <laughs> I mean, I guess they were pretty shocked the second time because they're like, are you fucking serious? Like, you didn't go on the pill after that first pregnancy oh, you had? Oh, gosh, do you imagine? That would be so sad to be, like, one of her actual friends or, like, her parents in that situation. Uh, What do you do with a teen mom who gets pregnant twice? Like I don't. I mean, honestly, I'm a big person. Like, I think everyone in high school should be on birth control. Same. The shot or an IUD. (laughs) And I was put on birth control at an extremely young age. Same. And I'm like, thank God. Because... Could you imagine? Like, I am 30 years old, and I'm still so afraid to get pregnant. Because yeah. I know, like, I am not delusional, and I know what having a baby would entail. And I, it's 
terrifying. Yeah. These kids don't really, they don't realize the repercussions of being like a mom or a teen mom. Like, I don't know. I just think they can't wrap their heads around it. And I think they're from a, like a part, like their culture almost. Mm-hmm. Would that be the right word? Yeah, it's their it? culture. To, uh, like teen mom culture, you know? Yeah, told, I, th- I think culture is a great word to use for it because when your mom got pregnant at 16 and her mom got pregnant at 16 and your friend's mom got pregnant at 16 and then another girl from school got pregnant at 18, it's like, well, it makes sense. Yeah. And also, I mean, the fact is like, and I think Molly and I discussed this, like if I had gotten pregnant at 16, like my mom would have taken me to the abortion clinic. Yeah, like, my mom would not have because my parents are extremely religious. So it is, it's totally like that part of the country, their culture. But yeah, I totally wish I came from a place where my mom would have taken me to get an abortion because that would be more correct for the situation. Yeah. And I'm not saying like parents should force their kids to get abortions because that's actually what happened with Kale from Teen Mom 2. Her oh, mom, really? Yeah. Before <laughs> Kale's another one that was pregnant before 16 and pregnant. And I this is dark, but I'm pretty sure she said she was raped and then her mom forced her to get an abortion, which is like oh. horrific. But That's for funny. me, it wouldn't have been forced, but it was like abortion was always discussed in my house. And like, I have a very mm-hmm. feminist mom and like, you know, like the realities of parenting and sex and abortions were like talked about and yeah. we supported Planned Parenthood. And we just, you know what I mean? Like that was like the culture that I was raised in. And it's obviously like, the fact is, like, it's not that girls from towns like mine aren't getting pregnant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think they are probably getting pregnant at a lesser rate because they're more likely to, you know, have sex ed. But the fact is they're getting pregnant. They're just getting abortions. Yeah. But in a Mackenzie situation, they're not getting abortions. They're having the babies. And it just continues this cycle and cycle and cycle and cycle of more teen moms. Mm-hmm. So, uh Mackenzie's like still going to cheer practice and she says she's going to cheer after the baby. And when she said cheer practice, she just looks so young. Yeah. She looks so young. And like when she's walking up to, I think that in this part of the episode, they're actually at the, the flip shop is like their tumbling studio. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And she's just got like her little t-shirt on and her Sophie shorts. Like you really do see how much of a 16-year-old she really is. Yeah. And it just is heartbreaking. Yeah, she's just, she's so young. And she says her baby's due on October 9th. And there is, like, the the male cheerleading coach who's, like, pretty realistic. He's yeah. like, um, so who's going to watch your baby if you're cheering? And she's like, well, you know, like, so, and he's kind of like, so what are you going to do? <laughs> like, yeah. You can tell. It, it never occurred to her, like, the steps after like getting pregnant realistically, like what she was going to do to finish high school or she was going to like how she was going to get back into cheerleading. That's like so common on these 16 and pregnant episodes. And even like still on teen mom, when we see them having subsequent pregnancies, like they don't think like, like right now I'm going to use for kale for an example. Like, so in this season we see her battling the fact that she doesn't want um, Lincoln to go to his to go to with Javi on Christmas because she wants her boys to spend Christmas together. And it's like, okay, so why are you adding a third kid with a third baby dad? You know what I mean? Like, that's going to be another thing. And it's kind of the same with Mackenzie. She's like, yeah, I'm just going to cheer again. And it's like, but are you? (laughs) Like, like, And even when she takes the baby after it's born to, like, her cheerleading practice, it gets so upset. Like, it's just not what she imagined the perfect scenario for her yeah and uh neither for neither her or josh have jobs you know uh, and she's already the, they started pretty late Farrah's 16 pregnant started when she was 18 weeks pregnant and Mackenzie's didn't start till she was 24 weeks pregnant which i think as most people know it's like huge difference a 18 months pregnant you're just starting to show a 24 weeks pregnant like you're showing like it's obvious you're pregnant Mackenzie is visibly pregnant from the moment mtv comes um as opposed to the fair who just had like a tiny little bump and um, it's like, okay, so why didn't you get a job the minute you found out you were pregnant? It's August. You haven't been in school all fucking summer. What have you been doing? And the fact that Josh isn't getting a job either and he is graduating from high school. Like, I think he, graduated. he already graduated. Yeah. And he, 
I don't think he was going to college, was he? Like, did he have Girl. a college set up? Girl. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think Josh was going to college. <laughs> and he didn't have a job, but he has this 16-year-old pregnant girlfriend. Yeah. And he's like, they're, like, they're calling, like, Mackenzie's on the phone calling out of the white pages, like, trying to figure y'all out. hiring. Yeah, y'all hiring. And Josh is just watching her. It, it made me lit. I was livid. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, she's telling these people she's 16 and seven months pregnant, and they're telling her to call back in a couple months. <laughs> like, it was, yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. And it's just so crazy because I'm like, okay, so you're 24 weeks pregnant, so you've known you were pregnant for probably 20 or like 18 yeah. Like, 18 to 20 weeks, you've probably known you were pregnant, which is a significant amount of time. You haven't been in school for the last two months. Like, what the fuck have you been doing? What have you been doing? My question is, how much does MTV pay them to be on 16 and Very, very, very little. Okay, so for the second season of Teen Mom 2, they were only getting $20,000 for the whole season of Teen Mom 2. There's no way they got more than five grand to be on 16 and pregnant. But I mean, to Mackenzie, five grand. Yeah. In Miami, Oklahoma, five grand could go a long way. <laughs> yeah. Plus like who? She probably never paid taxes on it. Who thought, you know? Oh, probably no. Absolutely not. <laughs> MTV probably... gave her 1099. She's like, oh, or 1090. She's like, okay, guys. <laughs> She's like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, they were probably like, well, we'll figure it out after that money runs out. Absolutely. Like that's the that's the only thing that they they were probably banking on is that $5,000. Yeah, there's because... no way they got more than $5,000. Because think of it, the whole reason that MTV did the show for so long is because it was so cheap to produce. Oh, for sure. I never really thought about that. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And if they were giving this, the Team Mom 2 Girls in the second season twenty grand, and I think they were getting at least 12 episodes then, there's no fucking way. That's a lot of work for Tony Grant. <laughs> Girl, and you're selling your whole privacy. Oh, and supposedly, course. I read on the Ashley that Brianna, the new Team Mom f- girl that's coming on Team Mom 2, because this is her technically her second Team Mom season, um, that she's only going to get paid 20 grand while the rest of the girls are making 300K a season. Oh my gosh. Think about after tax. I mean,. I guess, That's like, so you have upsetting. to figure the cost-benefit. You know what I mean? Like, she's yeah. going to get so many more followers, so she'll be able to get more Instagram, do appearances. Um, they should at least be paying her. Like, if they're paying everyone else 300 they should at least be paying her half of that. I agree. She should be getting 100 k At least. Yeah, who get – because apparently, like, they wanted it to be fair. Who gives a fuck about it being fair? If I was Brianna, I'd be like, uh, yeah, fuck off. But the fact is – yeah. Who, what what does Brianna bring to the table in negotiation? Because they'll say, okay, bye. We'll go get Mackenzie for 20 grand because this bitch will easily do it. <laughs> She'll do it for free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mackenzie will pay us to fly our crew in, like, at this point. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, for what sure. What negotiating power does Brianna have? Not. What is, does Josh do anything now? He works construction. Um, If you watch her okay. snaps, she they bought a house. I think it was a foreclosure. Or, I saw that. It was, like, it's actually, it's pretty nice like it's weird it looks big it, i mean i think it probably costs 100k you know what i mean like yeah um it's in like miami it's, oklahoma that's a lot it, i think they have like an acre of land um it's four i think it's three or four bedrooms that has a huge bathroom but they remodeled like the whole thing and josh did it i mean i think okay. pretty basic route like i think they tore down one wall but like they took out the wood paneling and repainted everything and um the rooms yeah, are it, the rooms are big, but she said, and she was like, Josh works construction. I was like, oh, Josh has a job. Interesting. Well, she does like that flat, that flat tummy tea stuff. Well, yeah, and her multi level like marketing her, yeah. scheme is oh, yeah. uh, she used to sell these like supplements, but now she uh, does this like Fitbit thing called a Hilo. And oh. she'll be like, my helo told me I had a sinus infection. And she also <laughs> claims, like, she doesn't have to check her blood sugar anymore because oh, of the no. helo. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a dark journey to go on. That's why. Why do you think I'm obsessed with her? So, but, like, oh, I mean, she doesn't care about selling helos because, like, any multi-level marketing scheme, it's not about selling the fucking product. It's about getting people to sell underneath you. And she's, like, constantly exactly. posting, like, her team. Like, they have fucking, like, conference calls all the time um and she's like posting she'll have like i think she probably does pr- 
pretty well because, I mean, multi-level marketing schemes are kind of brilliant for a teen mom, capital T, capital M, who is uh, ambitious and motivated because they have enough dumb fans that will sign up under them. You know, like, Mm -hmm. like Kalen was so good at these for a while before people were making Instagram ads. Kale was really the first one to parlay her team mom name into like other stuff. Macy had done like some was doing speaking stuff, but Kale was the first one to like parlay it into a different business. And she like hopped on the Sensi train early. Do you remember Sensi? Oh yes, Sensi. And she was a top Sensi seller in the nation. She went on like a free Sensi vacation. Like she was making fucking bank off these multi level marketing. Because the fact is she was barely even selling product, but she had all of these people that would sign up under her because they just care enough to like sign yeah. up under Teen Mom. Like even just now, I'm like, how many of these dumb watches would I have to sell to get on these conference calls with McKinsey? <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, oh, girl, do you live near Joplin, Missouri? Because she goes there a lot for. Um, I yeah, I used to. I grew up like 30 minutes from Joplin. I was always in Joplin yeah she like goes that, there a lot to have meetings she goes to like, oh, Starbucks yeah. and will host like little like get-togethers <laughs> I mean next time I'm in Joplin I'm gonna like snapchat her and be like where are you at <laughs> so um yeah so Josh does construction but you know at this point like it's really weird watching this episode because they seem like I was like does this baby have a crib like, well, they put together her old crib from when she was a baby. Oh, did they? Did I so? Yes. I guess I skipped that somehow. Um, no, it's it's like hidden. I I've watched this like five times in the past like three days, <laughs> so I really saw every scene. <laughs> yeah. So Josh's solution is that he's going to compete in more rodeos to win more money, which seems foolproof. Um, and. You know, they want to spend as much time together before the baby comes. So they go to a, a amusement park and like, I hate to use this expression, but has there ever been a more white trash moment on TV than a pregnant six-year-old Mackenzie trying to ride a Ferris wheel and get turned down? It was very upsetting to me. <laughs> like, it was so upsetting to me. I was like, girl, like, uh... and that was like. Back in the beginning when she was, like, still trying to turn it on for the cameras, really. Like, she, she goes, what so if I'm just excited. a little bit pregnant? And she's a full... Like, first of all, Mackenzie's, like, four foot two, I think, and, like, 94 oh, yeah. pounds. So she shows, like, crazy. Um, and that baby was fucking huge. But when she said, <laughs> well, what if I'm just a little bit pregnant? Like, I had tears coming out of my eyes. I was like, never in my life have I seen anything more, like, just pure white sad. trash. It was so trashy. And then she gets, so they, they end up going to the, uh, the carousel instead. And she's like on the horse and she's like, I think my water just broke. But Josh doesn't want to ride it because of his manhood. Oh yeah. He was like, what is this? Yeah. It was like, I'm surprised he didn't drop a, that's gay to be honest. Oh my gosh. It was like 2011 or 12. Yeah. MTV cut that shit out. Yeah, they were like, no, not today. <laughs> like, oh and gosh. he had a nipple t-shirt on, talking about his manhood. He never not has a nipple t-shirt on. Like, never. It just gets, as as the scenes progress, it gets more and more of Josh's nipples. Like, the shirts get smaller, and Josh's nipples get bigger. <laughs> yeah. I will say, though, like, one thing that I found nice about this episode, is watching it back, I was surprised at, like, how in love they actually seem. Like, they don't really fight throughout this. Like, most of the 16 and pregnant couples, like, they do seem like cute high school sweethearts. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like they seem pretty in love. And um, I feel like they're both really, like, soft-spoken a little bit to each other. Like, mm-hmm. I I don't know that they're very honest with each other. I bet Would you say not. that's yes. true? No, I know exactly like, what you mean. Like, I don't think they, like, honestly talk about their feelings or what's going on. No, they don't, like, hash shit out at all. They, no. like, repress everything. And so it seems to work for them. Yeah, but it's very, like, it was actually kind of cute watching them at some points. Because I, I was like, 
oh, they're like legit high school sweethearts, which I feel like we don't see often on 16 Pregnant. Usually it's just some screaming at each other the whole time. And like Josh yeah. is awful, but at least like he's not cruel to her. Yeah, he's not yeah, he's not like calling her like a stretch mark bitch or anything. Yeah. Like you it's it's yeah. better than most, I would yeah. say. I would say like <laughs> overall it was actually minus the fact that he would not get a job. I was actually like pretty impressed with Josh's level of commitment. Um, like there wasn't a lot of her like calling him and he wouldn't pick up. There wasn't like yeah. he wasn't fighting with her mom. Um, he wasn't kicked out of the delivery room because he called her mom a cunt. He wasn't, you know, Who like did that. Well, nobody, but I'm sure oh. it would happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like these are like the things that happen on Teen Mom or on yeah. Sixteen and Pregnant. Like I will say, like overall, the drama level from Josh was very low. He just did, yeah, it was. He didn't even really talk a whole no, lot. No. So this is probably a good time to acknowledge that Josh is, like, out of his mind high this whole thing, I think. Oh, is he? Well, after probably. it came out that he, like, okay, so let's get to, oh, well, no, we have a lot of scenes. But I'll, I'll come back. I'll circle back to my Josh and his drug addiction thing. Okay. So um, I did notice Mackenzie was wearing an engagement ring through the whole thing, but they, like, never acknowledge it. I don't know if they were engaged or it was a promise ring or, you know, what. But uh, she was – they have a little and, talk in the car, and Josh doesn't even know when she's due. He's off by, like, a full month. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> that was so sad. So I know I, like, just praise Josh for being involved, but, like, I just meant in terms of, like, compared to other 16 and pregnant dads. But he's still – He does has, seem really high in that scene, actually. Yeah. He has a lot of shortcomings. So – he says to her that she's like, well, I need you to get a job because, like, the fact is, like, me and my family can't support this baby on our own. And he says, uh, I can't just go out there and apply for a job and expect to call back. But he's not why? even. Yeah. And he's not even, like, visibly trying. <laughs> yeah. He's not even trying. Like, he obviously, I don't know what it is, but he doesn't want to get a job. Like, he just yeah. wants to write out this $5,000. Yeah. And then yeah. think about it after, like, after the $5,000 runs yeah. out and whatever, like, $400 he gets from winning a rodeo, yeah. like, every month or whatever. Yeah. It was, like, when he said that, I actually rewound it because I was, like, so confused. I almost thought Mackenzie said it because, like, yeah. that would make sense. Like, Mackenzie, at six months pregnant, being 16, cannot just go get a job, fill out a job application and expect to call back. Like... <laughs> There's plenty of jobs in Joplin, Missouri. Like, they're hanging out in Joplin all the time. Like, mm -hmm. that's where Josh would... Like, he even at Go one to point... Go fucking Walmart, dude. Yeah, Walmart. And even at one point, he's selling, like, his rodeo gear yeah. to get money. Like, yeah. that was very sad. Like, go get a job. Like, go work at the Stop and Shop. Or, like, there's... There's got to be a gas station. There's no minimum wage job that you can take. Like, it was just when he said said and ex and I can't just fill out an application and expect a job call back I'm like uh, why and once yeah. again this is August Mackenzie's due October 9th why are you having this conversation at the end of August did he just want yeah he just wanted to like graduate high school and do rodeos yeah so Mackenzie has this talk with her sisters and once again, they're both pretending like it's, this is her first baby. And her sister goes, don't name the baby Cowbell, which, yeah. like, made me LOL. But, like, a fun thing is Mackenzie just had her third baby, and they named it Bronx. Bronx. B-R-O-N-C-S. I actually saw that on Instagram today. And it was she had, like, some oh, weird, like, that. sign. Yeah. <laughs> and it says Bronx. And I thought like she was a Broncos fan. I thought it was like a Broncos. Like I thought, oh, she must be really into the Denver Broncos. Like I was so confused. And then I was like, wait, that doesn't say Broncos. It says Bronx. And then I, I Googled it. And then I saw her daughter's name is Jaxie. Yeah, J-A-X-I-E. Like Jax. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So Bronx. Like when her sister like said that she went – don't name the baby cowbell. I was like, well, she named her third baby Bronx. Like when I first heard that, I thought it was Bronx, like um, Ashley Simpson and Pete uh, Wentz's yeah. son, Bronx McGowie. Like I thought it was B R O N X 
like uh-huh. like the place the Bronx. And that then would it would it would have been bad, but it's even worse that it's Yeah, it's it's way worse that it's like almost Broncos. It, it's it's her it's truly horrific. So um Mackenzie said and I don't know if she was joking that if it was a girl they would have named her Doe Shot. Yeah, Doe Shot and then they Josh wanted to name the boy Buckshot. <laughs> I was like, What? Doe shot? I was like trying what? to wrap my head around these names for the longest time. Like I asked my husband, I was like, Have you ever heard of this name? And he was like, No, Maria, I have not. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> Like I was literally like, Am I dumb and this is a name? <laughs> And, like, I don't think she was kidding. No, I don't think she was kidding at all. If she was kidding, she has a very dry sense of humor because that was some Larry David shit. (laughs) That was so funny. And then she was like, well, I think we'll name him Gannon. And their sisters are like, okay, that's fine. So, you know, Mackenzie and her mom have that talk, classic, like, 16 and pregnant talk where her mom's like, the baby's going to change everything. And... Uh, she said, that's why I wanted to wring your neck when I found out you were pregnant. And I was like, yeah, you probably fucking did. But at the same time, like, why weren't you making sure your your teen daughter who stayed with her boyfriend was on birth control after a late term miscarriage? (sighs) I know. I mean, that's, that's the big question here is what were her parents thinking? Like she'd already been pregnant. Yeah. Why? like Like, I, I can't. I can't wrap my head around it. It makes, it really, it makes little to no sense. So, um, she, oh, Mackenzie tells us that she didn't want to take birth control because she didn't want to gain weight. And like her mom left out, let out a laugh. That was very funny to me. Like she laughed <laughs> so hard at it. And I was like, well, at least her mom like is laughing at that. But I was surprised that they didn't talk about how like God doesn't like birth control. Yeah, so that's what I'm confused about because I didn't know that they were against birth control before you just told me. And so I was like, oh, but I thought like her mom tried to get her on birth control or something from that conversation. Yeah, but I feel like they apparently really not. left out the Christian element. They just showed them praying once, but like they're very, very, very religious. Yeah, I feel like that explains a lot. Yeah, so... I mean, Angie's giving her, like, that, you know, things are not going to be what they seem, like, and it's like, you think you'd have this conversation before she got pregnant, basically. Or, like, in between both of her pregnancies. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So, next we see the amazing, um, where she's calling for the jobs, the scene where she's calling for the jobs, and her and Josh are just sitting on the couch, and I wrote down in my notes that it seems a little late in the game for this. <laughs> like, Yes. Like, what have you been doing all summer? What have you been doing all summer? And why is Josh not on the phone? Yeah. Why are you the one Josh? calling? Like, why is it the pregnant 16-year-old? And then I also, like, why didn't she just get, like, a desk job at, like, the cheer pit or something? Like, yeah, I feel true. like she could have gotten, like, some weird, like, cheerleading desk job (laughs) no no I get what you're saying yeah that's what I would have done if I were in her shoes I was a gymnastics coach at the YMCA in Pittsburgh Kansas in case anyone was wondering oh you were oh yeah so like you know get a job like do what you know yeah exactly like you don't have to be calling like some random like lawn mowing service or something to get a job yeah and she's like well, I'm I'm 16 and I'm seven months pregnant. And like, don't lead with that, baby girl. Like, yes, let them find out when you get to the interview. Yeah, I wonder if like MTV kind of set up that scene and was like, "Can we have you like call for some jobs for comedic effect?" Like, I kind of wondered that too because some of the voices on the other end of the phone sounded very rehearsed. Yeah, like they, somebody got in the booth. One of the producers got in the booth. Yeah, exactly. It was just weird. It was, it was really weird. The whole thing was weird. Like, uh, but at the same time, like the it seems believable. It seems in character for the Mackenzie that we've seen. Neither her mm-hmm. nor Josh seem to care about anything very much, except the one thing they care about, which is cheer or rodeo. Yeah, they are very like one note 
people. Um, I just forgot what I was going to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is okay. So they go to see the baby. They make a big point to show that it's still a boy because God forbid it's not a boy. Josh probably won't love the child, you know, like. Oh, yes. This I was going to say, she's, it, it seems like Mackenzie's trying so hard to make Josh happy. Like, she's trying to get the job in, like, this baby being a boy seems so important. And yeah. she was probably so relieved when it was, like, she found out it was a boy. Yeah, I agree. Also, I mean, the first baby was a boy, so I think this oh, was a little was. bit of a replacement baby. Oh, totally. Yeah, so um, after the ultrasound, they have a little talk. This is, like, the one time we see them mention Christianity is that they do a little prayer before they have lunch. And as far as, um, like I said, like, as far as Josh interacting with her mom, this conversation, like, went very respectfully in the realm of 16 and pregnant. Yeah. Like, very respectfully. And Angie's like, well, you can't move in together. You're not married. And it's like, I think we're a little past that, hun. Yeah, that was very concerning to me, too. I was like, well, I mean, what, didn't Janelle say, like, Nothing worse can happen or yeah. something. Oh, I have to remember that for my favorite mom's moment. Yes. Nothing worse can happen. Yeah. Uh, Truly iconic. Also, that also really, like, triggered something in my brain to think of. Remember around the same time, like, 16 and Pregnant first started, they had engaged in underage. Well, that's uh, how they made the show. Do you know this? No. Okay. So, Amber's brother... Bubba, I think his name is Sean, but she calls him Bubba, was filmed for an episode of Engaged in Underage, but I don't believe it ever aired. And while they're there, they met Amber, and they had already been kicking around this idea of it like a, because they were doing Engaged in Underage, and I think they had been kicking around like a teen pregnancy show. And they met Amber, and Amber was pregnant with, by Gary, and get and so they were around and so i think amber like was basically the inspiration for all of 16 and pregnant maybe not the inspiration but she was kind of like the oh we can actually do this because they saw how crazy amber and gary were that makes a lot of sense yeah and it was amber the first no uh, it went macy farah okay i think I can't, I think after them was Ebony or Whitney. I think Amber came a little later in the season, but I, but Amber was essentially like the one that kind of like pushed it on to motion. And I don't oh, well, think Bubba's episode, Amber. I don't think Bubba's engaged in underage episode ever even aired, but that show is like kind of what sparked 16 and pregnant. Poor Bubba. Yeah. <laughs> like you meet Amber and how could you not want to put her on TV? Yeah, yeah. Especially with They're Gary like, too. Oh my gosh, Gary. I used to be my fr- my space friends with Gary back in the day. Ooh, I love Gary. Did you so. do that? Did you add him? I don't I think I was already off my space by the time 16 and pregnant came out. I must have still had mine because I was like me and my sister both we added Gary, and he would always, like, post pictures of him and fans. And <laughs> sounds right. really funny. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds on brand for one Gary Shirley. It was, yes. <laughs> it's exactly what you would expect. Yeah. So, basically, Angie's like, well, Josh can come stay here for the first couple weeks, but uh, he'll sleep in the baby's room one night, and you'll sleep out here, and then you'll sleep in the baby's room, and he'll sleep out here. And I'm like, what? Like, yeah. the, I, I just don't understand these parents, like... Okay, shout out to Sodberger, my girl. Um, She had posted a question. I can't remember if it was on Twitter or on the Facebook group that she was like, if your son or daughter, like, got someone pregnant as a teen, would you let the significant other move in? And I feel like I want to say yes, because that's, like, the only way that the teen dad would be involved, right? And, like, what's the solution? That, like, you kick them out and they're homeless or, like, I don't know. It seems like a, a, like, you almost have to let them move in, right? If they're not, like, a total fucking asshole and failure at life. And then it just, it adds more help, I feel like, for the baby. So, like, realistically, like, that's just one more person being able to get up in the middle of the night. Yeah, exactly. And, like, the teen dad's not going to be involved if he's not living with the family. There's just for no sure. way. For sure. Yeah. Um, and it takes a lot of the burden off the mom being the only one having to do the caregiving. 
But then the like the second question is though, and I guess this is what Angie's concerned about, and I can understand. It's like, okay, so you let them come live in your house? How far along? And I mean, I feel like if I did that, a condition would be like immediate birth control to like like the immediate like depot or implant, like before you yeah, come home from the hospital, sure. like you're getting like a, a, a permanent, a semi-permanent form of birth control. Like that's the only way that like you're allowed to live under my roof. And I think that's like, I would guess that's like what Angie, I think part of it is like the Christian thing, but I would imagine the other part of it is like, I, the last thing I need to do is you guys making another fucking baby under this roof. Oh exactly. Could you imagine? No, but then at the same time, it's like they obviously fuck anyway. She's mm-hmm. already like, <laughs> if they're going to get pregnant, it's going to be in Josh's truck or under your roof. Does it make a difference? They're going to get pregnant. <laughs> you can't stop it. No. Like, yeah. But, but I, the IUD, I would, if that was my daughter, I'd put the IUD in myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'd be like, get that, like, you can get the depot, like, the first time you can get the depot shot after you're allowed to have sex. Like, yes. You have to be realistic about it these days. Yeah, exactly. So they talk about how Mackenzie only wants to take a few weeks off before she goes back to school. And her mom's like, but how are you going to do that? Like, you can't afford daycare. And I understand the cost of living in Miami is probably a little lower, but daycare still costs money. Oh, daycare there probably still costs ridiculous, like, even in comparison. Like, yeah, daycare would be really expensive. Yeah, and so... Josh's plan is obviously to do rodeos, as he says. And so, yeah, my question was, why all along if Josh doesn't have a job? Like, how much during the day do you have to be rodeoing? Or I don't, (laughs) what's the correct term for that? I don't even know. They say do rodeos, and they make it sound like a verb. Yeah, how how much rodeo practice do you need? That's that's the question of the day. Yeah, you can't watch your own damn baby. Yeah, that's a bit. That's the question, right? So, like, he just expected Mackenzie to drop out of school, I think. Oh, I think so, too. I think he was surprised that she didn't. Yeah, he was a little upset about it, I think. Like, ugh. Yeah. Which, dark for other reasons. Yeah, he was like, really, girl? <laughs> like, what do you expect? I gotta ride wild horses. Ugh. This um, rodeo thing bums me out. It's so weird. So I think Josh suffers from CTE. You know, like what the football players get. Like that boy totally. ain't right. He's not right. No, he's not right at all. Like he should. He should at least know that like he's going to be stuck with this kid during the day. Yeah, and there's just like something behind his eyes that is not there. Yeah, he. he there's not a lot going on in his head at all. Yeah, and I I don't know if it's that he's, like, stupid or quiet or, like, literally brain damaged. I I really think he probably does have a little brain damage. I think so. I I think he has to. She keeps saying he had multiple concussions. Yeah, and he didn't even know. If he's not high in this, then he is. He's, I mean, I hate to say this because he's just, like, a young kid. But, like, he's got to be. But falling off, like horses and like bulls and stuff you would you would be brain damaged yeah yeah so we get like a funny scene next where Mackenzie's with her sisters and they're trying on her cheer outfit and her mom walks in is like what the fuck (laughs) and it was funny and it was also like shows the naivete of Mackenzie because she's like well I'm gonna have a six pack and no stretch marks right after the baby which I mean you know I guess she was right because she like does have a six pack now yeah she had she had that cheer outfit on at the end of the show, too. And she was, like, doing a backflip on the trampoline. Yeah. Like, she did it. Yeah. And I think, I mean, kudos to her on that. But, like, she had, that's clearly the thinking of a 16-year-old with a slight eating disorder. Yeah. Well, so the thing is, Mackenzie's mom is, like, super into working out. And they have this, like, family CrossFit gym and, like, on Christmas, they have, like, Ironman competitions. Like, they have CrossFit competitions on Christmas. And, like, she'll snap that, like, her mom woke her up at 6 in the morning on a Saturday to run a 5K. And, like, her mom is, like, super, super into working out, apparently. Yeah, her mom was really thin. Yeah. On I, the show. I think it's, uh, it might be a passed down eating disorder a little bit. Oh, totally. Uh, but... 
we next we now see like a one of the darkest moments in 16 and pregnant history in my opinion is Mackenzie and her father are recycling cans to make money. <gasps> oh yes, that was so sad. Like her her dad seems so nice. Did they like find them on the side of the road? Are they at her house? Do they drink them? I mean, they obviously don't drink soda like that in their eating disorder house. Um, yeah, I I don't know where they're finding these cans, but that was like really sad too. And then her dad, like, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was during this scene that her dad is is like Josh needs to buck up and get a job. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was like. Oh, like, her parents have to be so worried about them. And the weird because, thing about that scene is that it was very lighthearted. It was. Like, he, like they were, like, kind of having fun with it. Yeah. They're like, this is the most we've ever made. It was $52. How much are diapers even? Like, that's like, that's, like, less than a month of diapers, $52. Less than a month. Okay. I don't know anything about babies. Diapers so. are very expensive. Ugh. I mean, I'm sure she got wick, you know, like I'm sure she could yeah. shoot stamps, but it was just so weird. Cause like on one hand it was like so fucking dark. They were literally recycling cans. And then on the other hand, they were like LOLing about it. And it was like no biggie. And then like, what is Josh even doing while they're out recycling cans? What is Josh? Well, <laughs> Then our next scene is Josh and his friend Lane, who's in, like, a full cowboy outfit. Oh, Lane is dark. Yes. He, Lane looks to be about 12 and a half. He does. He looks extremely young. Like, and he's, he's the same I can't height understand. as Josh. He's the same height as Josh, but his face looks so young. And I can't understand him when he talks, and I can't understand Josh when he's talking to Lane. No. <laughs> like, they have their own language. Yeah. Did they subtitle it? I can't remember. I don't remember. I think that they do because I had to rewatch it to figure out what they were saying. Yeah. And they're talking about like the horse and how Josh has had that horse since he was one and he broke the horse, which means like he trained it. And I was like, wow, I don't care. And um, then they were talking about like how Josh shouldn't have to give up bull riding because there are lots of bronc riders with babies on the way or with babies and his friend's like, I wouldn't give up riding. It's like, well, you're 12. So what would you know about yeah. this? He, it, I have it in my notes. It says, quote, y'all don't take away somebody's rodeo. <laughs> That's exactly what he says. That's exactly what Lane says. And he says it, like, way more mumbled than that. <laughs> but I think that they did subtitle that. It was really sad because it's like these kids just want, like, they just want to do rodeo. But Yeah, they just want to do rodeo. You have to have bigger life goals. <laughs> it was like. <sighs> you could do rodeo and have a side job. Yeah. it. I feel like rodeo should be no one's full-time job. <laughs> <laughs> no one. I mean, so I'm I probably going to get an, a, like a fucking Facebook post that's like, excuse me. I'm a full-time rodeoer. <laughs> and I spend 40 hours a week rodeoing. <laughs> For sure. I mean, there's. Maybe there are, like, millionaire rodeoers. I'm sure there are that do, like, the big rodeos all throughout the South and the West. You know, like, but I don't think Josh is in the big leagues. No. Like, that was, that rodeo they went to had seven people. Like, you probably make $50. Yeah, seven people. So, we see Mackenzie sitting at home and she calls Josh. And I just wanted to include this moment because... His voicemail message is, yeah, this is Josh. <laughs> Which, I mean, classic, like, 18-year-old boy, though. By the way, my father's voicemail, I don't know if it still is, but for a long time, and I think it still is, it just goes, this is David, and you're, like, waiting for it to say something longer, That's and then it? it just ends. It goes, this is David. Your dad is funny. And not just, like, a, this is David, you know what it like? Yeah, like, this is David. Yeah, like, you're, like, uh, do you... Are you going to say anything else? It's just, this is David. You're like, hi, Dad. Yeah, it's so funny. You're waiting for him. So, but I thought it was so, yeah, this is Josh. <laughs> That's so 18-year-old of him. Yeah. Um, I did notice Josh's truck is pretty nice. Yeah. I was I was thinking about that, too. Like, they seem to have, like, 
pretty good vehicles, but I think McKenzie's that, were kind of beater. Yeah, but I think that like having a nice truck is more in Miami, than a Oklahoma, nice house. Absolutely, because they're living in like a prefab. Yeah, and no offense to prefabs, it's just like the truck does not match the house. Yeah, and I think I don't know. I was. I was confused by who paid for Josh's truck because they showed his house, like his bedroom was a dark, a dark situation. It's basically a mattress on a floor and some blue paint. And like, did you notice like that his nightstand was a camo like paint bucket? Oh my God. I did not notice. (laughs) Like with a buck over it. Ew. So I and they kind of showed a clip of his house and his mom looked, you know, not like a rich lady. This is a classist podcast, but, you know, I have to call it like I see it. Hey, guys, to hear the rest of this episode, the extended version, come on over to Patreon dot com slash E B psychos. Love you. Happy Easter. If you celebrate, have a great week. Kisses. This has been an episode of Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Executive producers Molly McAleer and Liz Bentley. Produced by Nicole Matthews. Special thanks to Sarah DiGiovanna for our logo. Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards. www.patreon.com slash ebpsychos. And come on over to our Facebook page for more discussion.